Okay, we are starting here for Dafya Tess. Begins with the um, a, a kitzer, uh, which starts off that b'shas kabbalas ha'teira. When we see the teira, it says panim v'panim diber Hashem face to face that Hashem speak with us. And the Alter Rebbe continues on to describe that what this means is that everybody b'pnimius was able to receive this level of havaya, and as we described earlier. Havaya is comprised, of course, of the four letters, Yod-Ke, Vav-Ke, and we're sort of envisioning them more in a, a vertical alignment than a, than a horizontal, standard right to left, but rather top to bottom, that the Yud is the shame, of, the Yud of the name is the level of Chachma. Chachma is predicated on the total level of Bittal, and therefore we are completely receptive to something that is beyond our comprehension. And it is referred to in Tilim as Maskila Isan, this strong sense of intellect, but not intellect as in data. It then goes to the first A, which is a level of Bina, which is the analysis. And these two levels together, the Yud, which is Bittal of Chachma, and then the be, the He, which is Bina, and his Bainanis is called the point within the chamber, or the two deep friends, that is a point that is expanded upon, and the two inseparable. Then we come to the letter Vav, which is drawing down from Chachma into Bina, like the vertical shape of the Vav, which is referred to as the strong stream, and Vav being the sixth letter, the of six, which represents the six Midas as they are internalized within a person's character. And then we have the final He, which is the impl- implementation through concentrated thought, Machshava, spoken word, Dibor, and behavior, which is Maisa of Teda, and this is what is referred to when it says the candle is lit on his head and it is taught. However, this idea that the name is not complete because we are in Gullis, that is, that it's not drawn all the way down into the Midas and into the application of the through the Vushim of thought, speech, and action. And therefore, we need Hashem. First, we need to do the bris mila. We need to circumcise the corrosion around our heart that through this, we can, we can even reach the level where Hashem circumcises the heart, not just, as we explained earlier, the foreskin around the heart that encases the heart and prevents the heart from having this experience, but rather Hashem himself, umal Hashem alikecha, the yudke vavke level, circumcises the heart itself. And this is indicated in the Pasuk that continues on and says, es levavcha es levav your heart and the heart of your offspring, which is a Rashi Tevis of Elul, because Elul is Yemei Ratzon, like we know in general. And this is what we dive in, Yehei Shmei Rabbim that the shame, Yudke, Shmei, Shin Mem, shame, Yudke, should be expanded upon and blessed. That the, the shame, Yudke, should be expanded, that it should be drawn down into the level of Vavim. And this Hamshacha is through Machshavah and Dibar of Teira and Maisav Mitzvahs. And this is what it means when Hashem says, I grant you the bracha. What is the bracha? That the yud K should bless you. And this is through obeying the mitzvahs of Hashem. So we draw down the most intense level of godliness, the yud K, into the most uh, tangible application of mice. And even in the mitzvahs leisa say, that is what we don't do, it too is rooted in the yud K. And the mitzvahs say are rooted in the vav K. That is, that the bracha of drawing down the light that ordinarily only encircles the world, that level which is referred to as atik, detached and separated, 
and we want to bring it down into this world, into the Mamalikol Amin, that it should have the completion of Hashem's name, the Yudke, that which is remote and abstract, should be embedded and linked with the Vavke, that which is immediate and tangible. And the power to do this is through Hashem saying, Anoichi, I, my very self, like the beginning of the Aseris Hadibris, through which it draws down this level of shame, Havai. And it draws down this bracha, that it should be baracha vayim, like it says in Tillim, that Hashem is blessed through all, penetrating through all levels of unclarity, of helim, of the concealment. And this is also the idea that Torah begins with the beis, the rashis, because beis suggests bracha. And even though aleph, where we might have anticipated Torah to begin, is itself the letters of the word kala, fantastic, that is higher either, even than the letter Bayes, but this level of Pella and Helam is when darkness and light are all the same, such an overwhelming level of godness. Like it says in the Medrash in the beginning of Parshas Paratius, that 26 generations was the Aleph, and then Hashem came to give the Torah, and he started with the Aleph of Anoichi, because through giving of the Torah, there is the opportunity to reveal godliness where it is otherwise concealed, Gilead Helen. And this draws down that level that we refer to as Anoichi, that I, Hashem, my most intense sense of self, my true essential being, can become your personal relationship, Havayali Kecho. And that's why it's given on Har Sinai, because it came down into the level where Sinai, Sina Al Hara, where there should be a despising for evil. So now we go back to the opening passage that says, Re'eh, look, anuichi, me, my very self, grant you hayoyim this day bracha. That is, from the level of aleph, anuichi, that is higher than the level base. It brings it down into ayoyim, into bracha, into your very self. And this is like it says in the Zayar and Parshas Vayetzi on the passage, Baruch havayim in oilam ado'ilam. Again, that Hashem is blessed, connected, pierces through all of those stages of concealment from the hidden world to the revealed world, like it, we say before we declare the 13 midas of Hashem's compassion. Vayikra havai havai Hashem Hashem, that is, that we wish to unify and draw down the level of havai that is higher than Ishtalshulis, this level that is Attic, into the name havai, which is in the Seder Ishtalshulis in the creation of the world. And this is what it means, Shmei Rabba Mavarech. The name of Yud K should become expanded and blessed or connected. And this is higher even than the bracha that the world was created with the letter base, which is the bracha that comes from Havaya via the Ishtalshlis But the bracha that we are discussing here is a level of Havaya that penetrates through all stages, not just creates the worlds, but it penetrates through the worlds. And this is what Hashem is offering us when he says, see me. Misha Nechi, me, my very self, that I grant you this day through Matan Torah this opportunity for access to this bracha. And in order to draw down this bracha, it is effectuated by obedience to the mitzvahs of Hashem, Hashem Tushimus mitzvahs Hashem. Like we say, Hayoyim, Hashem says uh, that Mashiach is ready to come in Bekayel Tishmo, if we will listen to his voice. You recognize it from the Friday night davening and in the story of the greeting Mashiach. And where, what is the weakening or the curse if you do not hearken to his voice? And this is to dispel the Ruach HaChitzenim, that is the Yetzirah that will stand up against the Bracha. And this is what we say 
Asher Tishmu, that you will listen. Im Tishmu, if you will listen. Like we say that the curse will come if, because the bracha is not an if. Either way, ultimately the bracha is going to be achieved. But the curse is dangling there as a possibility. And this is what it means when it says, by Hashem, that David blessed Hashem, you recognize it from the Yami, of course, we say it in the davening. And those four letters that begin, those four words, are the Rashi Tevis of Vadai, certainly. That is Vadai, that's an absolute that the bracha will come. Then we start a new mimer, we're still on Dapya Tas, we're now on Amidbeis. The Pasuk reads, you will follow after Hashem and he you shall revere. So the Pasik lists out six stages. One, Telechu, you should follow. Two, Tiro, you shall revere. Three, Tishmiru, you shall guard. Four, Vikaila Tishma, and in my voice you shall hear. Five, you shall he you shall serve. And six, Bakun, and to him you shall attach. Now it says earlier that Hashem, your God, will test you to know. So our mission is to understand what is the value of tests. Now we know that the neshama, before it came down to this physical world, it was in the lofty spiritual worlds, like the Pasuk in Malachim that says, by the life of Hashem that we stood before him. There it was, total revelation of godliness. Then it comes down to this world where godliness is concealed. It's a lowly world where godliness seems distant and far away. What is the objective of this uh, uh, collapse, of this detachment? It's the nesianus, it is the tests, and as well amplify that word, that come to a person, that uh, occur because godliness is hidden, because there is a detachment from his life source through uh, difficulties when a person may have in health or financially, and godliness is thus concealed, and the life force of Hashem and his sanctity, his kedusha. These become concealed either from internally or from external forces that seem to place an obstacle between a person's closeness with Hashem and his service. Because, as Yirmiya says, the way of the wicked seems to be successful. And now comes along these miracles and wonders and sign makers and charlatans who say, come and come in my way, look at all the Roshayim and how well they do that there is this revelation, these miracles and these wonders, and there is this sort of uh, exaltedness. And therefore they say, our hand is mighty. And they rise up like the uh, gloating uh, eagle. And a person has to have this extra strength to stand up against such a test because it seems like all the evil people are thriving and not to God forbid waver. And this is the objective of the test in order that we rise above them that through them we will come to a level of knowledge that is that we will have this awareness and this sensitivity uh, that we will recognize God via the vision and the grasp. That this das is from the level of vision, like it says, now you have been shown to know. And it is also that we see from our own flesh, echza, and echza means literally we see it, that just like a person senses his own light force, and it's as if he sees that which is giving his life, it's, it's, uh, his body, its life. And without it, he knows that his body has no sustenance to have that same type of awareness that he sees Hashem animating all around him. The reason thus for all of these tests is that they bring a person to this level of awareness. For tests, 
even though they mean that it is dragging the person down and godliness is hidden and it is concealing the divine life force and the sanctity and godliness is hidden within all of this. Like we say that God said that you should curse. This is a quote from Shmuel talking about what appears to be Hashem instructing him to curse Dovinamath. And like it says in the Gemara that when we were sent into exile and above all, Hashem came with us. That is that godliness is, is still concealed in the authority of Bava, that it seems to have the dominance and that the Yidden are subservient to them. Now the godly life that has come down, come down to such a lowly level where it is so deeply concealed is rooted in the loftiest of levels, from the highest of highest levels, from the highest levels of holiness. Like we know about the common mushal of a fallen wall that the top layer that was at one point the apex of the wall, when the wall collapses, it falls furthest from the base. It seems to be most detached. And therefore the loftiest of the loftiest seems to be the most dis distant of distant. And when a person overcomes that test and stands up strong against all of those obstacles, he rips down all of these veils which conceal the divine light so that it draws out the light and life force of Hashem from the hidden to the revealed. And it draws it down into being revealed within his very being to bring him this level of das, of awareness and revelation of godliness. Like we say, he sees that it comes from God's mouth, even in his food. That's what gives him life based on the Pusik. Man does not live by bread alone, but by all that comes from God's mouth because it is rooted in something much higher. So he no longer sees, in this case, the physical food as simply being a source of biological nourishment. Rather, he sees the divine life force that is within. And this is the divine spark that is concealed within tests, that is rooted in something higher than the test, uh, than the spark that is in the food because it has collapsed to such a low level. Like we know, it's similar to the idea of the face of the lion and the face of the ox that are described in the vision of Yecheskel, that the loftiest levels of godliness are manifest in the face of an animal. And thus it says, Hashem after or to the back of Hashem you shall go. Similar to what it says in Shir Hashirim, I am drawn after you and I run after you. Again, I am drawn after you. Acharayim, just the back, similar to what it says, and I will hide, yes, hide my face, like a father who may hide himself from his son, in order that the son will pursue after him, so that the son's wisdom will be revealed. The classic example of not telling your child the answer to the homework, so that they develop it on their own, that they will understand that it's not that the father is abandoning them, but it's only an opportunity for the child to seek the father out and to pursue him with that much greater enthusiasm. And then when the child discovers the father, they have a far greater simcha. They are drawn after them. They run after them, like the quote from Shir Hashir, regarding which we say that they both shall celebrate and rejoice within it, that from this back to back, they will come to face to face. However, in order that there should be this revelation of Das within the person that is, he will contemplate the, his intellect, the infinity of Ein Soif, each person according to their capacity. Like it says in the Das, that through his Bainanis analysis, we will expand our awareness, which will result in an expanded love, 
that will be flourish from that which is hidden in our heart, which is otherwise hidden deeply within the Nakuda of the Jew through contemplation. He will expand upon it. He will draw it out. This love will come from that which is hidden to that which is revealed. And this idea of contemplation that causes this expansion of this love is explained in the Pusik that says, Achrei Hashem Alekechem Telechum. Because the idea of achre and the idea of telechu, the idea of the back, and the idea of pursuing is based on what we say. In uh, the, the brachas of davening, Hashem renews in his goodness every day continuously the act of creation. That every day there is a, re, a, re, a renewal of creation from nothing into something. Just like it was in the six original days of creation a creation of Yeshmiyayin. So too, it is renewed Yeshmiyayin Mamash. So how is this Yeshmiyayin? I, it says, it all comes from Hashem, and all matters is not before Him. That everything down here in this world is as not before Hashem. So why did we call creation Yeshmiyayin something from nothing? It's really the opposite. We are nothing, and Hashem is something. It is regarding this that David Melech writes until then, with you is the source of light. In your light, the light shines. That the MS is that the source of life is with you because it all comes from you. Nevertheless, we call it Yeshmi'ayim because in your light, there is the bright light. That is this light and this expression like the sunlight that comes from the sun that isn't comparable to the essence of the sun. So too, the expression of all of the worlds and the creation of the worlds is only a glimpse of a glimpse of a glimpse. In your light, this is the Olam the lofty light levels or lofty stages of awareness, higher worlds, as we call them. You will see the light. There are, that is even in the Olam in the less evidently, naturally, evidently godly circumstances, the lower worlds, where it's ordinarily just a glimpse of a glimpse of a glimpse. And therefore we say it is with you we don't say because you, which would suggest that you yourself are investing in it, but it is with you. That means that this source of life is totally surrendered within you, that is drawn down, oh, that it draws down only a slight glimmer, because the very essence and fabric uh, of Hashem, Kaviyachal, is not susceptible to the process of Hishtalshalis, the progression, or even the Hislapshis, the investiture in this world. We're now in Amadal. Therefore, we call the Bria creation a yesh that comes from I. That is, it comes from a level that is absolutely of no stature. That is, it has no identity. It's not from Atzmasumahus. It's only from an, uh, something that is, quote, considered like nothing compared to the essence of Hashem, just a, a slight glimpse. And this is the meat of Malchus. Like it says in Tillim, Machuscha, your Malchus is the Malchus of all worlds that through the concept that Hashem wanted to be king, this level of Malchus is only a name. It's an expression to somebody else. Like I have a name so other people can connect with me so that we can declare Hashem as king. It's only a slight glimmer. It's not the essence of Hashem. And this is why it's referred to as Achrei Hashem, after Hashem, or the back. Again, we pursue Telechu a let's call it shallow aspect of godliness. That's what our love is. And this is therefore called a pursuit. Like it says, we can, that Avraham Avinu progressed and traveled southernly. When a person will contemplate and think deeply, 
from the very essence and depth of his heart that all of the processes of the are only a slight glimmer and insight, automatically, effortlessly, it will draw him to a love of Hashem. Like it says, who do I have in the heavens and with you I do not desire? We don't just want this very shallow, minimal exposure. We want the whole thing. And since this level of journeying of love is from level to level, there's so many levels that they are indiscernible. And this level is far greater to it comes to no end to have an alignment with Hashem, this fantastic alignment that is without end. Since in truth, all worlds are only a slight glimpse, like it says in Tilim, that is only the glory, the Yaren Karni Amoy, his horn of glory is lifted up to his people, to the Jewish people who are close to him. They are close to him. They are Chelek Hashem Mamish, whereas the rest of the world is filled only with the glimmer of godliness. And in light of this, what a great simcha that there is such a love that is a, such a, of such intense alignment that it says that we serve Hashem with joy is the simcha of this, the person who contemplates and thinks about the source of all of life. And this is what um, it says in Pirkei Avos, so the meaning of what it says, that it is preferable. One moment of tshuva and good deeds in this world from all the world to come. Because the world to come only gives you a glimmer of godliness. But the tshuva and maisim toivin, tshuva is to return the nefesh and reattach it to its origin and the source of all things. This is what it means in the Pasuk that it says, that we, it says we didn't serve Hashem, with simchen tuvlei miroiv kol, because of the abundance. That is, more than we had in Olam Haba, which is called ayoyim shukuloi, that's the analogy, aruch. And then we say, v'oisoi tiro, and him you shall fear, going back to those six ideas that we are covering. This is the level of shuk, that we got to go back after we get so excited. We we went, now we have to return. We went and we traveled, like it describes of Ramavim, from level to level. What then is the shuv? What then is the callback? That's the tiru. That is the reverence of Hashem, that we become humbled, a profound level of yira that we experience when we are awed by the infinity of Hashem himself. No thought can grasp him. All bright lights are darkened before him, for there are various levels of yira, as we know. There is the, what's called yira chitzonius, that is, we see the glory of the king, and as a result, we become humble because of the glory of the authority of Hashem. He's so overwhelming. Like it says, Elif, Olafim, Yishem Shenu, thousands upon thousands will serve him. So we become awed by this. And that's why we say Yoytza'or, where it again repeats and it, it describes this level of Yira. Yoytzim, Rasharsim, he creates those who serve him, Bashem, Rashos, of Kulm, Ainu, they all stand, Umashmi, and Biyira. They hear with reverence. You recognize from the morning God that this that the Jewish people receive from this level of Yira is comparable to seeing all of the officers, all of the exalted people who are bound before the king. So I too am prompted to do that. Now this level precedes the love, the desire to be close. That we draw down from this level like we describe Abbas Olam Ahatanu. A, an eternal love, a love of this world, he loves us. And he aligns our hearts to love him. He chooses the Jewish people, be Ahava. You recognize these as the brachas that precede the morning Shema and the Shachras. 
And in, Kri- in Krishma itself, we draw out the highest level. We declare, And regarding these levels of Yira, it is described in the first bracha. And Ava, that is described in the second bracha, it says, Ya'ar is the forest. I have eaten in the, my forest is where all of the trees are, like we know. And these are the Atse Shittim This is a reference to the acacia wood from whence they made the Mishka. This is the Malachim who are described as standing tall, like these tall trees, and stationary as well. And this is what we are enunciating the Bracha of Yetzirah, where we talk about the Malachim and how they stand, and Yefanim, and so on, as we discussed. And then it says, the sweet honey, this is a reference to the level of a love that is total alignment that we express in Kriyashma, like we say, that down deep within our heart, even the most darkened recesses of our heart, there is a love that is racing within it, that it should become revealed. And all the kachas of our nefesh, starting from the loftiest, most personal levels of thought, without any limit, absolute no holdback, a total alignment when I'm in Bavchot, that has no end, that is simply a total celebration of godliness. And from this level of love, we come to a more profound, personalized Europenemius, a total Bipdul Vimitsius. And this is indicated in the bowing that we do during the following davening of Shmanesra. From the level of Yetzirah, where we talk about the Malachim and their reverence and their bowing down, it's still somewhat external. I see the angels bowing down. I too become prompted. However, in Shemina Esrei, we're talking about a total bittel of the Nisham, a panemistic bittel, that is to be a bittel of Mitzias Mamish. Because the Oren Saif himself, there is no thought outside of him, this level of Saif of Kolam. And then we say, uh, like we say in the Yishtabach, who is sanctified in the heavens and the earth. That Hashem, there's no heavens, there's no earth, there's no top, there's no bottom. No thing has any stature before him. It's all like Ruchnis. And therefore, it is draws down this level of Bitlin to the Gashmas. Because it's all Ba'urcha, Nira'ur, in your light, we see the light. In your light, which is a reference to Ganeid Ne'elyen, we see the light, which is a reference to Ganeid Natachtain, and they are all only, again, a mild shadow of this level of godliness itself.